0: another educational and informative podcast with myself and Ashley Weens IFBB Pro online trainer and nutrition coach. I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode because Ashley reinforces several of the things that we have been talking about in terms of metabolic adaptation, reverse dieting and diet breaks. We start off by getting to know Ashley just a little bit better, how she got where she is today, her history after being a collegiate athlete, moving into the bodybuilding space, competing at the national level, and quickly becoming a pro. And Then we talk about her coaching philosophy and what is really going to help you reach your goals and, and maintain your goals over the long term. We talk a lot about mindset and how your goals can change, and that's totally great and okay you just have to remember that it's okay to change and you have the power to choose so grab your earpods go for a walk grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and please let us know if you have any questions i put a link to ashley's website and instagram in the show notes let us know if we can help you in any way
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
0: Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am so excited today because I'm speaking with someone who I've never actually spoken to in real life. Her name is Ashley Weens, And what's so funny is social media is such a crazy thing. I was actually following Ashley when she still lived in Colorado, and now she lives in Arizona. And we'll talk about how she got there in just a moment. But Ashley, I just have to say, it's been so awesome watching you grow and transform, like with your business and in your personal goals, and just in your pursuit of everything that you do, I find you extremely inspiring. And um, I don't know, it's it's a real treat to talk to you today.
1: Well, thank you. I am very honored to be on here and chatting with you about, you know, everything fitness business and just life. Yeah,
0: and and we'll go there. I want. Can you tell everyone like what is it that you do now? I know you train clients. Is that your main thing? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So I do kind of a lot of things, um, as an entrepreneur, having multiple streams of income is always beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of started in the fitness industry with, um, I got my degree in dietetics. So I helped people initially with online, sorry, online nutrition plans. Um, and I was at this time, uh, training, um, Sorry. (laughs) That's cool. Um, At this time, I was coaching for Colorado State University. So I had graduated and I was coaching women's basketball at CSU. Um, So I knew, like, I didn't even use my degree initially. Right after I graduated, I ended up getting hired on the coaching staff and working for the women's basketball team. So, and at this point, too, I was getting interested in competing. So I used my knowledge about competing to basically prepare myself for my first prep. And I coached myself through my first prep, um, ended up doing really well. And then from there, I hired a coach. But through that process, I became very passionate about the fitness industry and just, I wanted to help people uh, like, and continue to coach people, but not just with diet. I wanted to get my personal training certification. So while I was working for CSU, I got my NASM, uh, Certified Personal Training Certification. And then uh, actually ended up taking a huge like twist in careers. Um, I was in the process of moving from Fort Collins to Denver. And I had about like a six-month gap between like getting going to a gym down in Denver to start my first training job um, at 24 Hour Fitness. And then I worked at a vitamin shop for six months while I was in that transition of getting my certification. Um, I quit working for the women's basketball team. Um, I worked with the vitamin shop and then got my certification and then started training clients out of a gym. Uh, so that like competing is kind of what changed my career focus from, you know, getting my dietetics degree, um, and why I didn't do my RD internship. This is kind of another shift in my focus and what I wanted to do. Uh, that was, I was in a medical nutrition therapy class at the time and my professor pretty much said, this is a very kind of depressing career. Most of your clients are going to be in interim care on internal or parenteral nutrition. So you're pretty not, you're pretty much just prolonging people's lives. The quality of life isn't going to get better. It's just kind of a sad job. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'm a senior now. I, I'm I had this huge you know passion about wanting to help people through nutrition. And my professor is now saying like, that's not what this career is. So mm-hmm. kind of turned me off from doing my dietetic internship to get my uh, registered dietitian certification. Um, So through that, I was like, okay, yeah. When I got offered a job to work for the women's basketball team, I totally took it through coaching. I realized, you know, I loved coaching people, but I didn't love coaching women's basketball. Um, Yeah. I didn't like the work hours. I didn't like the work-life balance. It was pretty much like in season, off season, you're always working. Uh, and so I wanted to shift my focus um, to what I originally went to school for, which was changing people's lives through nutrition. And with my, you know, knowledge of prepping myself for a show and combining, you know, resistance training with proper nutrition, you can change your total outlook. You know, both externally, which is what so much of us are concerned about, but also how you feel internally. And so that was kind of like the process that shifted my focus and honestly changed the direction I wanted to take my career. And I'm so grateful for like everything that happened, that happened the way it did because I don't know if I would be doing what I am doing today. If it wasn't for like the order that everything happened. Yeah.
0: Oh, I can relate with that so much because, um, most people who know me now, they didn't know me like when I was your age and I was doing something completely different, But every day I'm so grateful for all the lessons that I learned that got me here because I'm sure you can apply some of what you learned or you understand just how all of it works together. It's amazing how life turns out, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's incredible. I'm a firm believer in like everything happens for a reason. You know, at the time when you're going through something that's kind of a struggle or like nothing seems to be going right. I firmly believe there is a purpose for, you know, those trials that you go through because you're it's going to better prepare you for what you're you know, supposed to do in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. So this is great. What do you, what did you like about coaching? Like not necessarily basketball, but what's your, what's your, what do you love about coaching?
1: I love being able to, you know, change people's mindsets about things that they give themselves limited beliefs with. So, you know, a lot of my nutrition clients, um, they struggle with like this, this food fear in a sense where it's, they, they, have dieted and they've been successful with, you know, like restricted dieting or really low calorie dieting or these like really, my term would be fad diets or yo-yo diets, Mm -hmm. uh, things that are not sustainable and they're not, a a long-term approach to nutrition. So they, they have this like mindset of, if I don't do this, I'm always going to look the way and feel the way that I do. Mm -hmm. And I love being able to shift that mindset to be, you know, teach people about what's in their food, you know, what's a calorie, what's a protein, carbon, fat, you know, what are macros? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a macro coach uh, for those who don't want to follow a meal plan. So I like to shift people's mindset around. It's not, you can't have, you know, X, Y, Z food wise. It's how can you eat all the foods that you love and fit them into your daily macro and calorie intake to where it doesn't feel like you're dieting. Mm -hmm. So it's taking the shift off of like this, this negative connotation with being in a calorie deficit to get to their goal and teaching them, okay, let's still put you in a calorie deficit, but teach you to do it in a way that's not starving yourself with the foods that you love so that you can have a slower, sustainable approach to weight loss. And then you can get the weight off and you can keep the weight off. So I think like the the main focus that I love with coaching is just that, that ability to being able to mold somebody's mind and change something that they might have had a bad experience with before and help them realize that, that probably just wasn't the way for you. Let me help you discover the right way for you.
0: Oh, that's so great. So do you have like a typical type of client? Like I, I could describe my clients to you to a T. What-, what are the kind of people that you look, that you work with typically?
1: Typically I work with women who want to lose a good amount of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, as I-, I like my focus, like what, what I promote social media wise has changed. Now you know, I used to post a lot of stuff about competing, Mm-hmm. And, you know, my contest prep journey, and I attracted that kind of client, I attracted like the contest rep client, and I prepped a ton of people. Um, not saying that I don't love prep clients, because I do, those transformations are incredible. Uh, I think because I have competed, and I have that history that I, I attract, you know, the weight loss client, but eventually when they hit that goal, they want to take it a step further and do a show. But my ideal client typically is a woman who, you know, wants to have a better relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Uh, figure out how to diet long-term, or I don't like the word diet. It's a dirty D word to me. Um, I view it as, you know, find a nutrition lifestyle that's, that's maintainable for them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, get them to a place where they feel comfortable in their body and teach them like, that doesn't always have to be a physical outlook. It just has to be how you feel internally and Mm -hmm. how you come to love and accept how you look on the outside. Uh, And that's different for everybody. You know, somebody, it might just be, you know, they felt their best when they weighed 150 pounds. So they have that number set in their head that they're not going to feel their best again until they're at 150. Or they had this certain pair of jeans that they wore in high school and they want to be able to wear them again, even though it's probably not the most realistic thing to try to fit yourself into. But it's it's mostly like that, how they felt at that point. And there's, you know, like digging a little bit deeper and figuring out why, um, why do they want to get back to like that, specific weight or those specific genes. And it's usually something of how they felt about themselves at that point.
0: This is so amazing. I love when like I start talking to someone and we're in total alignment. <laughs> Last week I did this video, it was called 130 and that, how that has been like a goal weight of mine for like 10 years. I don't weigh anywhere near that, Ashley. I don't weigh anywhere near that. I'm higher than that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I talked about it and asked the audience, like, you know, what is with that number? What's the attachment to that number? And you're right. It's not the number. It's the how you felt there. I love that.
1: Have you found... Go ahead. Sorry. Like, my number, you know, like, when I played basketball and, you know, like, after I stopped playing basketball this is a little bit about me with like, I had this number of 150. I never wanted to weigh more than 150 because, you know, all the women in my family, especially, um, I saw that as they became less active through like when they quit playing sports, as they started to start a family, all the women in my family particularly are very overweight. Uh Uh-huh. So like for me, it was like, I never want to weigh more than 150 because it was like, if I do, then it's kind of been downward spiral and I'm going to end up like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, it was like like when I first started competing, that it was like I was at my unhappiest weight because I had had a knee injury. And so that's what stopped my career with at CSU uh, playing basketball was I had a knee injury. And so I had to find different forms of cardio and be really, you know, uh, different forms of cardio. I couldn't lift weights. So that was something that I struggled with at that time because anything but body weight I couldn't do. And then I just had to be really smart with what I ate. Um, I didn't gain any weight from being a you know a college athlete running three hours a day uh, to when I was you know recovering from a knee injury. I weighed the stills the same 150, but my whole body composition changed. Mm-hmm. And so it was at that point when I was ex- extremely unhappy with how I looked on the outside. I was like, okay, I got to do something to change this. And I was, you know, I saw all these social people on social media that were competing and I was like, I'm going to do that. I need a goal. I'm not playing basketball. I'm going to do that. So I prepped myself for a show and I got down to, you know, like I'm five, eight and a half, like I'm pretty tall. And I got down to 125 pounds. Holy shit. Yeah. That was when I did bikini. So it was for my very first show. I was 125 pounds.
0: Five, eight, 125
1: pounds. Yeah. I was little. Um, I basically <laughs> I didn't have very much muscle on my frame. Um, I, I looked like muscular just because I had that athletic body and I just lost all body fat. Yeah. Um, I would never want to weigh 125 again. Um, so like, and I knew for me, like the whole the issue with competing sometimes can be like, you get to this really un, really physique that you think you can maintain. And for me, 125, it took a lot of cardio and a lot of dieting to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, like less than, you know, 1200 calories. And I did two hours of cardio a day to get there. And that's not realistic, nor is that something that I want to maintain, but I never wanted to be above that 150 mark. So what's funny, and the reason I keep saying that is with it's what your your story about the 130s is as I kept competing, as I kept lifting, I kept putting more muscle on my frame. You know, I would have an improvement season where I purposely put on weight so that next time I prepped, I would lose some more weight and I would hopefully have more muscle than I did the show before. So my next prep, I ended up weighing, you know, 130. The prep after that, I was 135 on stage. I had way more muscle. Um and then fast forward to, you know, like my fifth year of competing was this year. I was 147 pounds on stage mm-hmm. in the figure division, and I was probably less than 10% body fat, extremely lean. Yeah. Uh, but I was almost at that 150 mark. So that's yep. an example that I use. Like I think I was four weeks out and I was 152. Mm-hmm. And I think that 152 is exactly where I started my very first progress photos. And it's so crazy to where like this number on the scale just becomes more unrealistic the longer that you lift or you know, just at d- different stages in your life. And so I no longer focus on a numerical scale. Like I use that obviously as a tool to make progress, but 150 is not realistic for me with the amount of muscle I have on my frame. Right. Yeah. If I wanted to atrophy muscle and lose muscle, then 150 might be something that's more realistic for a set point for me. Wow. But using that to, as, I guess, a tool to teach people. It's like, it's not all about the number on the scale. It's about how you feel in, in your, in your body. Mm-hmm. And the more that you lift, the more progress that you make with training, you know, that number is going to change and it becomes, you know, are you so sit, set on that 150 number or would you care if you're 160 pounds and you look better than you did at that 150 that you were previously? Yeah. And that- most people, yeah, they say like, they, they would, they wouldn't care about the weight if their composition was what they wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And that's the key thing that people need to be worried about.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've gained weight over the last four years, but also I have so much more muscle than I used to. We are so on the same page. (laughs) Have you found in working with your clients, um, I've been coaching people through reverse diets for the last three years or so. And um, it's, I've gotten better about it because I start talking about it right out the gate now immediately. Once you start working with me, I plant that seed. Fat loss, then we reverse. Do you have a hard time or do you notice your clients have a hard time wrapping their brain around eating more?
1: Yes. <laughs> Everyone, they, they have this, um, I think, like the food fear thing I was talking about earlier, that more food's going to equal weight gain. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes when you're at an extremely low body fat percentage and you're at a low weight, like a prep, or you know, like a cut for a photo shoot, that's not realistic to maintain. Nor is what you did to get there at times. Sometimes food drops lower. Sometimes you're doing more cardio than you would like to maintain on a daily basis. That's when a reverse is definitely very beneficial. You know, you spent months and months and months cutting down, getting to a body fat that you feel comfortable at, or one for a show or for a certain look for a photo, and then it's going to take yourself that same amount of time to get to a realistic set point macro-wise. So calories you know to where they're high enough also like we all know that we typically keep protein higher for maintaining lean muscle mass so getting your carbs to a place that feels like livable where you don't feel like you have brain fog and then obviously higher fats too um that reverse is extremely important and i won't take a prep plan unless they agree to do a reverse with me after the show
0: what a great coach you are
1: <laughs> thank you
0: so um I competed too, not, not like you, like you're, (laughs) you are like, you're a professional, like IFBB pro is that. So the people that listen to this podcast, I don't know if they know what that is. Believe me when I say that's a very big deal. Like what do you have to do in order to get that IFBB pro?
1: So you have to qualify at an amateur show. I think now it's top two placement and that could be, you know, like when I competed, um, there's, there was, I think five height classes and there was probably 40 people on each height class. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're competing against hundreds of people to get, you know, at the, at the local level. So it's like in the state of Colorado where I started. Mm -hmm. Then once you get that top one or two placement, you go to the national level. So that's everybody from all of the States around the country that are competing to get that one or two spot depends on the show. The show that I did, which was North Americans um, was at the time, first place winner gets their pro card so you're competing against the best in all of the states around the country for you know mine was a the class f division um, which is five to eight or higher or i think five seven or higher and there was hundreds of beautiful women in my category like i walked backstage and i just kept looking at every single everyone's body comparing yourself you're like they all have better bodies than me there's no way this is going to happen um and I ended up, you know, like winning my height class, which is how I got my pro card. Um, I did it in four shows, so it was a little over like a year and two months after of competing. That's really quick. Um, I know people who have been competing for you know thirteen years and done like forty plus shows, and they still haven't earned their pro card. So it's not saying that I have like a better physique than the girls I competed with. It's just saying that like my physique was the what the judges who were judging that day thought was best for my height class and my category for the overall look um it's crazy because like I competed three months earlier and I got dead last like I was like fifteenth. I typed with everyone behind me for 15th place you know so it's like and was my physique drastically different I think I was leaner I did more cardio and I dieted a little bit like I had a little bit lower calories but my physique looked very similar my posing was better my presentation was better that's pretty much the only other things that have improved But it it can be, you know, really challenging. And at the time when I earned my pro card, there weren't as many shows as there are now Mm -hmm. to earn your pro status.
0: So my point also with this is um, the first shows that I did, first off, I did too many shows too close together (laughs) and no one ever told me or coached me through a reverse diet. And so I had to learn the lesson the hard way. Right. And I didn't have this huge, drastic weight gain because I didn't lose a lot of weight either. Um, And also, common sense kind of told me what I needed to do. But I was like, this needs to be part of the process. I don't think it's like ethical for someone to take a client on to compete. And then once the show's over, okay,
1: peace out. I'll see you later. Well, and that's, it's so common with not just like preps, but dieting in general where people mm-hmm. reach their goal, they lose the 50 pounds they want to lose. And then they're like, okay, I'm done dieting. I'm going back to what I did before.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: problem with that is, is because your body is very sensitive at that point. You know, it's used to being in a caloric deficit. Your metabolism actually slows down during that point. Um, there's a thing that happens, it's called metabolic adaptation where your body starts to adapt to lower calories. So your you know, where your maintenance calories were before you started dieting is now a lot lower. The longer that you've been dieting and the longer you've been at a deficit, the more cardio you've done, the more, you know, the more caloric deficit you put yourself in. So people go from, you know, like eating whatever they want to dieting to, you know, a couple months or three, four or five, however long it takes them to reach their goal of dieting, their metabolism slows down, their body has adapted to a lower set point calorie wise. And then they think they can go back to eating how they ate before they started dieting. And the biggest issue with that is people can gain 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 pounds really rapidly. Uh, It also depends on people's relationships with food at that point. I know people, and I've been there myself, where I've been on a very, very strict, like very, uh, very minimalistic meal plan. Like I'm saying, like 1,100 calories or less meal plan um, eating fish, broccoli, rice, egg whites, and oatmeal. Like that's it. And my carbs were very little. I was eating a ton of protein and very little fat. Um, I didn't have a coach after my second shift. Well, I had a coach, but he didn't reverse me through my reverse diet. Um, he basically like old school kind of mentality, nothing against him, just that the way he prepped, um, had me rapidly gain. I followed my plan with my reverse, but it was like, not the way that I thought a reverse was supposed to go. Here I am thinking I'm going to maintain this beautiful like sage ready body. And that was not the process. It was, here's, you know, like a thousand plus calories more than you've been eating. And here you go. Um, Not the way I reverse clients, not the way that I would have preferred to have been reversed if I knew much about that at that point. A problem with it too is a lot of people are kind of naive or they just don't know enough about what to do after a cut or after a show. And so I'm a firm believer in either like slowly ramping up the calories. I like to ask my clients one of two things. Would you like to reduce cardio first, or would you like to up the food first and keep your cardio the same so that we're not doing both at the same time? Um, I also, there's another method that I use with clients as they're dieting to where I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but it's a two week diet break. Yeah. We do diet breaks. Yeah. Perfect. Um, anywhere from two weeks to sometimes like I have clients who like they're in a deficit, they're in a cut or even after they're cut where I, I do a diet break, where I give them maintenance calories, if not more. And what I have seen with this has been amazing. Like I have a client, I was actually just messaging before I got on here and put her on her maintenance calories. Um, and she'd been dieting for a while and had lost, you know, a good amount of weight and just got to a point where we had hit a plateau. And I was like, Hey, like, I know this is probably out of the norm, not something that you thought you would do or you let you, you know, have ever heard of with dieting and losing weight. But I think your body has kind of adapted to where we're at. I don't want to bring your food lower and I don't want you to do any more cardio than you're doing. So what I'd like to do is do a two week diet break and I would give you, I want to give you an influx of calories during this period. And with that being said, I just made her aware of like, you're probably not going to lose weight during this time. You might even gain some weight, but what we're doing is we're going to help regulate up your hormones, get in control of hunger. We're going to hopefully help speed up that metabolism so that as you continue your weight loss phase, you can continue to make progress without going super low calorie or doing too much cardio. That's not maintainable. Through that process. And she's not the only client I've had this experience with. She actually lost weight wow. to where that maintenance point that we put her at, which, you know, was higher than at where she was cutting. It became her new like cut point. So her body actually responded really well to more calories. Um, I feel like there's so much science and research that supports this, but so many client, like so many coaches out there are all about slashing food, slashing food, more cardio, more cardio, which does nothing for people long-term. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it slows down metabolism. It ends up like changing your hormones, um, yeah. especially, you know, the lower that you get with things. Um, and that's something that I experienced with prep. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason why I'm taking a break this year, and I, I'm sure we'll get into that later, um, but I'm a firm believer in reverse diets as well as diet breaks while cutting or even reversing because of the positive benefits I've seen it with myself as well with
0: my clients. 100%. And that's been a huge focus of what I've been loving talking about, everything everything you just talked about. So thank you for reinforcing that <laughs> because I feel like the other day I was talking to a, a friend, a fellow coach, and um, I was like, sometimes it- it's like asking dad when mom says no. You just need to hear it from somebody else again. Like they know you, they trust you, but they're like, are you sure? Someone else says it and like, oh yeah, well Ashley said. I'm like, yep, listen, to Ashley. Ashley did say. <laughs> I mean, I said it too, but whatever. <laughs> Whenever you hear it. Cause we do have to think long term. Most of us are not competing. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Let's dive into your what you're doing now. Cause I was wondering, are you done competing? Or are you gonna do it next year? Or what are you thinking?
1: You know, I don't think I'll ever take it off the table that I'm going to compete again or not. Um, I I, I like to say, never say never. Um, Right now, my goals have kind of shifted. Um, You know, like I love competing. I turned pro bikini, you know, started building muscle like way faster than I thought was possible for me. And my body shape changed and, you know, the direction that I needed to go with competing changed, which is why I switched to figure at the pro level. Mm-hmm. Um, this last year, I was actually in an improvement season. Um, you know, like I was eating way more food than I've ever eaten. I put on way more weight than I have ever wanted to put on, um, with the goal, with the sole purpose of that being to add more size to my frame and eat in a surplus for a longer period of time than I've ever allowed myself to, to support that goal. Mm-hmm. Through like the like the heavy training that I was doing, um, I ended up injuring my hip and my knee um, to the point where like it was uncomfortable lifting. Yeah. So. I had to take a step back and was like, okay, well why, like, I guess obviously lifting the way that I was lifting wasn't good for my body. And also I kind of had this like aha moment and self-reflect, like reflecting moment was like, I don't really want to look the way the women in my division are looking. I think it's gotten way more muscular than it originally was. Um, I don't personally want to walk around in my off season around 180 pounds like, I don't feel comfortable in my skin. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And I am like one of those coaches who's going to ask the client who's prepping, you know, like, what is your why? Why are you doing this? Because that why has to always be, you know, in the back of your head when you're going through something. And for me, it was like, I don't know. I guess I'm doing this because like, it's expected of me and people, you know, want me to compete and they, they want me, you know, like I have sponsors and clients and people who look up, look up to me, who follow me. And that was kind of like, that's not a reason why to do this. Why am I doing this? I'm in pain. You know, I really feel really uncomfortable in my body. So, you know, and then obviously like uh, hormonally, like I had some things when I got my blood work back that I needed to fix. Um, You know, I had like a really harsh prep. I think it was my for the prep that I got my pro card. You know, I did probably two hours of cardio every day for over four or five months. And I was at less than, you know, 1200 calories which got below that to like 900 calories or less, you know, for a long period of time. So when I got my blood work done after that, which I'm a firm believer in, if you're not seeing progress, be honest with yourself. And are you really following your plan? Or is it something that's out of your control, like your hormones? So I always get my hormones checked, blood work done, um, check my hormones, my thyroid, everything, making sure everything's functioning properly and efficiently. After that show, I had no thyroid, no testosterone, no estrogen, no progesterone. Like everything was just... Done. So I got put on thyroid medication, and I got put on, I got prescribed a TRT. So I actually had to do a a once-a-week injection, very low dose of testosterone to get my testosterone levels to a normal range. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was working with my a a newer, a different coach, um, it was recommended to me to not get my progesterone and estrogen up because it would help me stay leaner. So I was like, okay, well I'll just work on the thyroid and the testosterone issues, and then I'll fix that stuff when I'm, you know, down the road well this last year i I got my blood work done again my my testosterone levels are normal now so i actually get to come off trt uh thyroid levels are still low and i think i'll probably always have you know a thyroid issue from competing and you know dieting extreme Mm -hmm. like i did for such a long period of time Mm -hmm. um so that's something that i it's a consequence of overdoing it Uh, something that i'm gonna have to live with and that's why i my approach to with how i do things with clients is different um but I, right now I'm in the process of fixing my estrogen and my progesterone. So I just started like a bioidentical progesterone trouch that I take every night. Um, like my goal right now is more so focused on making sure that I have a body that can produce, you know, a baby in the future if I want. Um, I went two years without having a cycle. So for me, it was more important to get my hormones regulated out. So if I do want to have a family in the next, you know, five or so years, mm-hmm. then it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, that's more important to me right now than getting on stage. Um, and so my goals have shifted. My mindset shifted. Um, I think I'm able to accomplish more coaching wise when I'm not a competitor myself. I have more energy, more focus, more drive, and I'm able to give more to my clients. Mm -hmm. So that's my focus right now is obviously, um, to help support my clients, reach their goals and be more there for them as opposed to being more in my own physical goals and like all the energy that I have pouring into this outward appearance for myself. I'd rather pour more energy into the people that I work with so I can help change their lives. And then, you know, eventually, um, correcting my own hormonal imbalances, being able to have a body that's able to reproduce because I think that's such a beautiful thing too.
0: I mean, it's so great to hear you talk about that. Um, I love where you're going. I think, cause I've, I feel like I've kind of watched you grow up, <laughs> you know, how, how old are
1: you? I don't know. I'm 29. I'm going to hit the big three zero this year.
0: <laughs> this is great. And you're just getting better, right? You're just getting better. Um, what kills me is, so everything that you experienced, you had a goal in mind, you had a purpose and I found that there's so many women out there who aren't getting on stage, but they're doing these things and they're having those same repercussions and it's, it's just that I'm so glad there's coaches out there like you who can show people the right way to do it. You guys, you need someone like Ashley. This is who you should be working with. You know, someone that is of sound mind, not, you know, real extreme, but has strategies. This is so great. And you're right. So this, there's a health phase. It's not always about losing
1: fat or gaining muscle. It's a health phase. Yeah. And that, so like everyone, specifically, like I know we all like, if everyone's to ask like, what's your goal? It's always to have like that perfect body, you know, like that's most people's goals. They want to lose weight and they want to, you know, feel like slim and lean and like look the best they've ever looked. But let's dig a little bit deeper. And sometimes it's like, have you been a chronic dieter? If that is you, we've always been at low calories then maybe that shouldn't be your goal right now. We need to have a, a health phase. Like you say, uh, and get you to an appropriate phase, calorie wise, workout wise, to where you're doing stuff that's benefiting what your body wants. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you've always been like eating at low calories, then you need to be eating, you know, at least at maintenance for a while to get your metabolism sped back up to help regulate out your hunger hormones. You know, usually those people who are chronic dieters, they have like good periods of time where they, you know, eat at really low calories and then they have binge periods where they eat tons and tons of food and then it kind of negates the calorie restriction they put themselves in yeah. when in reality if they would have just ate you know a little bit higher calories throughout the week they wouldn't have had those binge cycles on the weekends mm-hmm. and it's very common people feel like 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 what's wrong with me why is this happening to me they have this like victim mentality it's like well i can't diet because this is what happens when i diet and it's no you just gotta find a different approach that works for you that you can be consistent with. that's the biggest thing
0: yeah oh i agree 100 percent So let's talk about, um, I mean, how were you feeling with no progesterone, no estrogen? Did you feel like shit all the time? Were you tired?
1: Well, like, and this was more so the last, I was more tired when my testosterone levels were lower and my thyroid was not functioning correctly. So when that was too low, as soon as I got put on TRT um, and then a a thyroid medication, my energy levels drastically improved. For me, I didn't really notice a, a crazy difference like with low estrogen and progesterone, I just noticed, like I started to bloat a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a common side effect of not having enough progesterone, uh, at least for me. Um, And then I know it's not heart healthy too, to be, have so low estrogen and progesterone. Mm -hmm. Uh, So those are things I knew I needed to get fixed. And then obviously like as a female, you're supposed to consistently have a cycle. And for me, you know, like I, was like, oh, well, I don't really want one. Like I was at this point, like probably two years ago, I was like, I don't want kids. I don't ever want kids. Like, I, like this is my life, you know, like I'm going to be a competitor and compete forever. Like this is my life. Um, it's okay for goals to shift and to, to change. Like I love my time competing. I loved the people I was able to meet, you know, the, the physical transformations I was able to achieve in myself, mm-hmm. but also realizing that You know, what I needed to do to kind of improve my emplacements uh, as a pro, you know, the kind of body I would have to have in my off season that I didn't feel comfortable. Um, I didn't like the look that I was trying to achieve. So I was like, why am I doing this? I had to go back to the why and be like, my body's not functioning normally. I haven't had a cycle in two years. So that's one thing I need to get fixed. I don't feel good in my off season body. I don't even feel good lifting weights it got to a point where I really didn't want to go to the gym because it was like uncomfortable for me to lift with as much weight as I had on
0: wow. the way I
1: was trying to grow, you know, eating so much food. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It was kind of like, I, and, and it's, it's a hard thing too. like, I have clients that are competitors as well. And they are having to do and go through what I went through, you know, in their off season wise, getting their food to a good place, eating in a surplus to put on muscle, Um, and I totally can empathize and feel what they're going through because I was there myself but then I realized I'm like this isn't what I personally want what I think's best for my future so realizing that like it's okay for me to say I want to take a step back and not focus on getting on stage anytime soon I want to focus on fixing all my health issues right now um, so that you know like another big thing um, last year like I met the like the, the man of my dreams and like we lived together and like eventually you know like we, we want to have a family so like that's important to me it's something that two years ago when I said I never want kids wasn't important to me because I didn't know I didn't have the right person in my life and so like it's okay you know and I think I go through these phases with some of my clients that I've had that are long-term clients I've had some people that I've worked with for three years and it's okay for those goals to change just because like you wanted to do a show initially and then maybe like you, you got, you did a show and then you want to do, you know, get ready for like having a baby. Like you can do that too. Like your, like health goals can change and outward physical appearance goals can change. Um, I want, I want to like, I guess, share that it's okay to shift your focus. Yeah. Um, just because like I stopped competing doesn't mean that. Like that isn't a goal that I might have in the future. It's just not something that I'm proactively trying to achieve right now.
0: So speaking of like your new relationship, yeah, when you were competing, did you find that it impacted relationships with your friends, boyfriend, et cetera? Did it seep out into other areas of your life? Was it all? Yeah. Including-
1: so um like, I've, I've been in, like, many relationships, like, while competing, and I will say that prep is something that tends to, depending on, like, where you want to go with the sport, like, if you're kind of just wanting to compete at the local level and not be as serious, and, yeah, relationships and things like that, I feel like it can be easier. I was, like, once at like, I had a one set focus. It was, like, I want to be a pro, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to be a pro. So friends, you know, events, things like that, they all went on the back burner. It was, like, I got to go to the gym. I got to eat these meals. I got to do this. And I, and I still like could go out and I was able to, you know, bring my Tupperware meal and enjoy time with friends, but it's not the same. Yeah. Um, but those are sacrifices I made to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. Relationship wise, um, that can be challenging in itself, like, especially if you're someone who's like trying to meet someone dating, you know, trying to follow a prep diet and go out and not bring a scale and be like this. I'm that person who. I would go out and I would bring my food scale and I'd say, I'm ordering chicken, steamed veggies, and whatever carb I can fit into my macros. And I'd pre plan it in my fitness pal and I'd bring my scale and I'd weigh my food and I'd be like, this is important to me. and why I'm bringing my scale. Don't think I'm a freak. Like, this is important to me. <laughs> uh, and that shifted for me too, like more so recently. Um, but like, I think like that's also depends on like what your focus is. Like, I have had balance and I've been able to like a week before a show um I was in my peak week my brother was getting married I wasn't going to miss my brother's wedding for a a peak week for a show I flew out to Colorado I brought all my food I did all my workouts early in the morning and I brought my meals with me and like that's something where like I prioritized both things I guess you could say I wasn't going to miss a very important family event like my, my brother getting married but I also didn't Let it affect my goals. I just was very prepared and brought all that stuff with me, you know, so I could stay on track. Um, it kind of just uh, one thing that I like to say to people: it depends on the quality of life that you want to have. If you want to have more balance and you want to say, like, okay, like I want to go to this wedding and you know I I would like to do a show, but I would like to also eat the wedding or eat the food more at this wedding than I would eating my meal prep food. Maybe you're not quite focused on you know being ready to do a show, and that's okay. Um, if you want to have more balance in life, then maybe you get ready for a photo shoot, yes. you know, that way you don't have to be so strict. You can have a little bit more flexibility. You're not putting your body in a two piece bikini on stage to be judged what you physically look like. And that it matters what you put into your body. If you're on point with your food, you know, if you cheat on your diet, if you do all your cardio, if you do all your workouts, that matters for that specific goal. So just because you want to have that balance doesn't mean you can't look a certain way. It just means that probably competing isn't for you which is okay right it's okay you get to choose what's important to you
0: and there you it can't be wrong because it's you just yeah. like I love how you kept saying goals can change it's fine and I think goals should change yeah. I mean we're not supposed to feel the same at 40 like I am as <laughs> 29 like you are mm-hmm. you know things are different and I remember thinking well, first off also, so hearing Ashley talk about what she did to compete, to prepare, you can see why she got her pro card so quickly because she was not fucking around. Like she was like, I'm doing this. I got this day, but I'm breaking my food scale because that's what it takes. And she knew that that was then. And I always think about, um, the energy that you put into that. Now look what you're building with your business. Like the energy is into something else and it seems like you're doing great. I mean, how do you feel your business is doing?
1: You know, uh, right now, surprisingly, with everything that's going on in the world, and that's a whole nother thing. But right. my business is probably the strongest that it's been. Um, yeah. So, like, I put myself in a position. I love in-person training. So I will always have in-person training clients. I think I just need those few hours a day with people you know, investing in them, like in person, I love online training. So I mostly do online. I kind of failed to answer your question earlier. I mostly do online training, but I still do in person training. Um, and I think I need that like physical interaction with people. So I can't just do it all online. Um, at least not yet. I'm not willing to give that up. Um, but with my online business, especially everything going on right now, um, it's just continues to grow. Um, and I've adopted my training, like how I do, like, I used to use Google docs back in the day. I used Google docs for every single client. I had no kind of efficiency with like, who's checking in what day. And like, it was kind of like all over the place. I didn't know like systems and, you know, how to streamline a business and make things more effective. And then I've used, you know, a couple other online programs until I have, you know, my own branded mobile app. Now, um, I use a company called Trainerize for it. Yes. Great app. We're, I absolutely love, um, there's things about it that I would like to see change in the future to make my workload more efficient from like other apps I've used in the past or other programs I've used for coaching, but it honestly has answered all of the needs that my clients have. Mm -hmm. Um, so that has really allowed me to one, be able to better communicate with people, have better, uh, like with online training specifically, have instructional videos on how I want things done. So my clients are working out that's one thing that I don't always like with online training is like, here's a workout plan. Good luck. Good luck doing everything. Like, I don't know how you are lifting. I don't see you lifting. So I don't know if you're getting proper activation. So for me, having like those instructional videos was extremely important to at least give my client an idea of this is what I want you doing. If you're having issues, you know, then they can send me videos and I can correct their form and so, and so on. Uh, it's kind of a different world now with, uh, everything being, you know, at home or through a mobile app or not being able to go to a gym, like gyms being shut down. Um, so I've done virtual training. Like I've done one-on-one training sessions with like a client in their house and yep. show me what you have access to. Let's figure out a workout plan for you. Um, Most a lot of a lot of things I do are macro based, or teaching people on how to follow a sustainable approach to eating long term. Mm -hmm. Uh, So educating them on you know nutrition and calories, and you know next step further macros and where those come from, and how to eat a healthy lifestyle, like eat in a way that's healthy, and it can be a lifestyle approach as opposed to like diet. Like I like to say, ditch the diet. We're not dieting anymore. We're just eating for life. Yeah, Um, we're not eating to live. We're or we're not living to eat. We're eating to live. Yeah. Um, so that's like a big thing too with me is like, tell me your guilty pleasures and I'm going to tell it, show you a way to make them macro friendly so that you can eat all the foods that you love. Um, and that's the, the fun thing, seeing people, um, change their perspective on what they're doing food wise for me. So this, um, especially cause I was one of those people who followed a meal plan and I didn't, when I worked with the coach and I was like, felt restricted and I had those poor relationships with food post you know, diet plans because it was like I wanted to eat everything in sight that I couldn't eat while I was prepping. Yeah. And then when I started flexible dieting with prep, I didn't have issues anymore with you know, a negative relationship with food. So like, it can be done. You can get lean and you can do it in a way that you enjoy eating the foods that you love. Um, and that's just all about finding the right approach for you. Uh, I also have some clients who – they don't want to follow flexible dieting. They want to be given a meal plan. They want it easy. They want to say, tell me what to eat. I'll eat it. And I don't want to change anything. And I have other clients who are like, if you, I have to eat the same thing every day, I'm not going to follow it. So right. it's finding, okay, obviously you're this type of person. This is probably what's going to, you're going to be most successful with. And then customizing coaching to, to each specific client. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one thing that's been, I guess, good for me during this time, especially like with quarantine is I'm so grateful that I have been an online coach and that I've had my online business and that when the gym shut down for two months that I was able to adapt really quick rather than trying to put all of my in-person training people and learn an online method. I was able to adapt really quick and help all of my clients, you know, let's find a different approach for you Mm -hmm. because the gym's not going to work because it shut down for two months. Right. Um, you know, like, So it's that, that's the other thing I feel like that I've been fortunate enough to have had in place, um, and like a lot of things, you know, previously for me, like we talked about, um, there's a purpose for things Mm -hmm. and there's a purpose for me going through all these different online platforms to find something that's been beneficial to, you know, get me to where I'm at now to help, you know, change. I remember the first day the gym got shut down. I had like 30 something plans to update and I was just like up till 2am trying to get everyone. And I didn't have to do it that night, but I was like, I want, cause there's so much uncertainty going on right now, everyone to know what they're doing tomorrow. So I stayed up and I updated everybody's plan, but I was able to do that because I had, you know, my online database set up the way it was. That's so, and then, yeah, even that has evolved since then. But um, I'm very, I guess, yeah, grateful for, you know, like, my time at a corporate gym and realizing that I was working way too much, making way too little. And then switching to, um, I was given an opportunity to work with uh, another coach and work for another gym and a weight loss center. And that actually got me out of working for a corporate gym. That's why I left one for a fitness. And then that job for some reason got like pulled away and I was no longer going to work there because I wasn't going to give up my online business and I started independent training and then I've done independent training with online training ever since then. And so I think like, yeah, all those things happen for a reason.
0: Absolutely. You're clearly doing what you're meant to be doing, like what you were put on (laughs) to do. I feel that you're living out your purpose. Do you feel like you're living out your
1: purpose? I do. And I feel like, like there's so much more that I know I'm called to do and that there's so much more that I am going to be working on and releasing. Like I think it's always like a constant evolving and learning thing. Um, I realize that even now like meal plans and flexible dieting aren't for everybody. Some people just want to follow recipes and like a, like a sample meal guide. And so I'm coming up with a new thing. I'm going to do a 1500 calorie recipe book. Um, great idea. Yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. And I'll let you know when I have it released, but Hmm. it's going to be hundreds of different breakfast recipes and lunch and dinner and snack and dessert options. And basically, how you could, you know, like I'll have I have food that's cooked in bulk. So like if you're prepping for a family, you can, you know, prepare a meal for your family and still have something from that meal that fits into your macros or will help you hit that 1500 calorie mark. Um, but it's like learning to evolve. And then also this will serve my current clients that are, you know, flexible dieting or following a meal plan saying like, here's a recipe book that has hundreds of recipes. Tell me what you want to eat and I'll fit it into your meal plan. Um, oh, so awesome. So that's another thing that I like... I call it my passion project right now. It's definitely something I'm putting a lot of time into, but I know it's just going to help benefit so many people. And so I like, that's one thing I love doing.
0: Cool. My one last question was, um, because I'm an entrepreneur as well. And you mentioned being, you're, you're an entrepreneur and we talked about multiple streams of revenue. I'm a firm believer in multiple streams. Can you just tell us your multiple streams? Because I do talk to entrepreneurs and I don't think they understand, like, my other stream is beauty counter. I have a couple, but beauty counter is my other stream. And when things go low, like I can count on beauty counter. I mean, I've never really had a dip, but let's say it did. So it's just nice. What are your streams?
1: So in-person training, I would say was number, like would be one of my first ones. Um, then I have like my online training. So with online training, there's different tiered programs too. So that's a, that's a way you can, I guess, add more value to your clients and also create more income for yourself. So um, when my in-person training went away, my online business, I, I allowed, I had more time to dip up in that business. Wow. So I just allowed myself to take on more in-person clients or sorry, more online clients. Also with online training, I have it, the options of nutrition and workouts. That's going to be the most premium program, nutrition only. Um, so nutrition only is like a nutrition plan with weekly check-ins. Um, and the plan is customized to, to you. And I also have macros only with weekly check-ins. So that's someone who has experience with tracking macros and needs coaching, you know, mm-hmm. like with check-ins and updates, that's good for them. For someone who's novice or new to dieting, I do the, the nutrition only program. And then like, uh, another sort of item I'm going to be adding is going to be my cookbook. I do posing for posing clients. Uh, Um, yeah, I also, um, I'm a distributor for all max nutrition, my sponsor. So there's not a store here in Arizona that carries all their products. So I actually distribute supplements to my clients, uh, like all max nutrition products. Um, so I make a little bit with that. And then I have like, um, sponsorships too. So I have a food sponsor that that's all of my, food prep. Um so I don't have to pay for that. So that saves me a lot of money. What else? Um You've got a lot going on. Yeah. There's there's a lot of different things and some I don't even think of. Um I think that's all I can think of for right now. No. But I used to also sell Mary Kay at some point. So I used that as a multiple source of income. I ended up like wasn't for me. Like my mom sold it for like 20 years. So like I I use the products, but ended up not being something that I wanted to do to make more income. But I think for me, like having the multiple sources through like being like, obviously clients are going to need, you know, protein powder, and, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. So instead of sending them to Amazon, I can provide them for them at a discounted rate. So it helps me obviously as an entrepreneur make more income, um, than being able to offer like for any uh, specific client's needs. Mm-hmm. like maybe they don't have the finances for my nutrition and workout program but they can at least start with nutrition mm-hmm. that having multiple sources i would guess multiple multiple price points yeah is extremely important so that you like even if someone can't afford your most premium package they can still work with you absolutely like create that value and then um another one would be like social media mm-hmm. um crazy stuff like during um quarantine like i got coaching opportunities to host like Hundreds of transformation program, like hundreds of clients that did these transformation programs. And I did that with All Nutrition, so I was able to make a good amount of income through. I hosted two big coaching transformation programs, um, one in back in January, and then one start of March. And then um, there's like obviously brand promotion and, and product promotion through companies that I've been able to do because I do have a decent social media platform.
0: Yeah. This is so great. I love that. And that sounds like a great partnership that you have with Almax.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I was extremely lucky to be able to work with a company like them. I actually like use their products um, prepping for the show. I Turn pro at and reached out to them after the fact and started out as like a, brand, a demo rep and where I just did demos and gotten people introduced to the products. And that led into, you know, a, a, a sponsorship where, you know, I get, Free product, and you know I get paid to go to expos and big shows, and I've done like tons of ad campaigns with them that have been in you know like national magazines, and so it's really cool to have not only one evolved as like a competitor myself, but also work with and evolve with a company like them who they continue to grow and um, change and create even better products and more brand recognition. So it's it's been an awesome uh, partnership. That's them.
0: cool. So let's say I wanted to buy some Allmax like via you.
1: Can I do that? Like do you have your own link or how does that work? So, I'm not an affiliate and okay. actually like with anybody who follows me online, um Allmax through all of this quarantine a lot of their stores where they were actually their, their products were sold out of. They sell to a lot of mom and pop shops and um so they can create a better price point for customers they didn't sell like a ton online. And so now they actually are creating their website to a point where they can do distributing from online. So eventually I will have like a code where if you wanted to order and I sent you there, you can get a discount and order directly from almax um, But not at this point, they're working on the Mer- like the retailing part on their end and making sure that they can provide, a, um, I guess, enough volume for the people who are coming reaching out to them. I just want to make sure we drove
0: people to wherever they can find you. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I know. I really appreciate that. If you're local in Arizona and you need stuff, I always, I have an inventory. Um, and then at some point, you know, like there will be like, I'll be promoting a discount code for products that I do um, love and recommend and then where you can get them through all cool. uh, And then another thing too, if, for coaches specifically, um, if you're looking for a way to add more revenue to your business, an easy thing is becoming an Amazon affiliate. Uh, yeah. if you're not doing that already. I know a lot of us promote certain products that we use, or we like our clients use, or like specifically like resistance band, hip circles, things like that, that they're going to need for at home workouts or even gym workouts. Um, you're already directing people to Amazon or places like that anyways. So you can get yourself, you know, a little bit of a commission for sending people there to get products. Um, it also like, I didn't originally do it for that purpose. I, I was more so like I wanted to get custom links for clients to where like, I didn't have to keep sending the same link over and over and over again to people. So now I have like a whole supplement documentation and I have like, if you want to take this, like it says recommended supplements ones I specifically recommend for them. And then there's like some additional, if you are interested in and then same with like recommended at home or like gym equipment to get. And then they're just hyperlinks to Amazon and as a coach, it's just a way you can add more value to your business or create just a little bit of extra income. It's nothing drastic, unless you have a huge following or like, uh, you know, a lot of people that are using those codes, but you can definitely create, you know, some extra income that way. Absolutely. Every little bit adds up. That's for sure. It does. And it's like, uh, like when you can maximize, you know, profit in your business that way, um, and I even have like, I joined a mastermind last year that helped me grow my business to just helped me be surrounded by a lot of females in the same space who were doing similar things that I was doing. And a lot of them created even their own products. So like their own resistance bands with their logo on it, and they sell like a glute, they have like a glute bundle package where they sell a glute program with their band. So they're able to create extra revenue that way. Um, I never really wanted to have a physical product so that's something I haven't done which maybe in the future I will um and probably be like a cooking item that you buy like to season your food with or something I don't know what it's gonna be but in the future maybe I'll do that but I never wanted like shirts or bands or things like that to sell because I don't want to carry the inventory for that like I don't even like carrying a bunch of like supplement inventory just because I don't know. Sometimes like you worry if something doesn't sell, but it's just it's something that you can do if you are passionate about a certain item, you sell a lot of them or recommend a lot of them for you as an entrepreneur to make more income.
0: Absolutely. Well, This is
1: awesome. So what's your website? Cuz I'll link that too. Yeah, so it's www.ashley, so A S H L E Y means w i e n s fitness at sorry, fitness.com. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is so great. Thank you so much for chatting with me today.
1: You are very welcome. Thank you for having me on here. It's yeah. a pleasure speaking with you and just talking well, about, you know, all things fitness business and health related.
0: Yeah. and real quick before we wrap up, um, we have to talk about, I know you're a fantastic coach because my friend Katie worked with you. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I know she like she's kind of a freak of nature, I feel, like her body. <laughs> oh <transformed>, yeah, formed. Like <laughs> amazing. But I know she also worked really hard. And I know it was your coaching as well. I was like, holy cow look at
1: katie wow (laughs) you know and katie uh she's a doll i love her um and she was one of those that also you know like just with we just changed some things that she had done with previous coaches and found what worked well for her Mm -hmm. and was more realistic for her lifestyle and then she was one of those who you know competed at the national level and she could have turned pro in my opinion but she had other goals and shifts that she had in mind and that's okay. She wanted to focus on other things Mm -hmm. and that's okay. The stage will always be there. That's one thing that I always want to tell people is that the stage will always be there. We want to make sure that you're living a life that you enjoy and that you're able to, you know, give to every area in your life that needs you and not just to this one thing because that one thing is going to be a very um, unfulfilling like thing. If that's your soul for. Sole purpose, and um, in my opinion, just because you get a trophy, you know, obviously, like you, you get physical appearance, and people, um, like obviously enjoy watching that journey. But you want to have people around you who love, support you, and share with and are able to, you know, share that experience with you. So, you want to make sure that you're able to give to all those people and things in your life that need you too. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree, it's kind of like Christmas,
1: all of a sudden it's over,
0: then you're yes. like, oh, <sighs> <laughs> <And> you're like. <laughs> I got to get geared up for Christmas next year. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, Ashley, thank you so much. I will let you know when this is up. I'll get it posted by the end of the week. Uh, thanks again. I can't wait to send lots of people your way. Are you even taking on new clients? Do you have space?
1: I am. I have a select a few spots, but um, I'm always taking, you know, applications for clients. And then I have, I'll, if, once those spots are filled, I'll have a waiting list. Cool. Well,
0: I love supporting people, women especially, and people who are doing really great things in the world. And that is you, my friends. Awesome.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on here. Anytime.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.